you know that fruit that has greenish or yellowish flesh with a buttery consistency and a rich nutty flavor? You know the one that I'm talking about that's often eaten in salads and when it's mashed is the principal ingredient of guacamole that you usually have to pay extra for? That's right folks, I'm talking about the avocado and for those who don't know, yes, it's a fruit. Specifically, it's a berry, not a vegetable. Believe me, it came as a shocker to me too. Avocado lovers like myself know that they just about make anything better. You can smear avocados onto toast, mash them into guacamole, or top your morning eggs with a couple of slices. They gained tremendous popularity in the United States during the last two decades because of all the nutritional and health benefits. But what many might not be aware of is that there's a darker side to this much beloved superfruit. What is going on everyone? This is the Leo podcast where we talk about various educational topics, especially those impacting the Latin American community. I'm your host, Kevin Munoz. This is today's free episode. If you want early access to episodes and bonus episodes, you can find that right now on patreon.com slash latinamericaneo. And if not, then enjoy this one. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the darker side of avocados, also dubbed the blood diamonds of Mexico, due to drug cartels increasingly controlling the avocado trade, the environmental impact, the amount of water they consume, and how they are grown. We'll also be talking about why there was a recent temporary ban that was placed on avocados from Mexico. All this and much more coming up right now. If you've been keeping up with your avocado news, then you might already know the big news that on the eve of the Super Bowl on Sunday, the USDA announced that all avocado sales from the western region of Michoacan, Mexico were suspended. The suspension was shortly lifted after a week. The reason for the one-week suspension was due to an inspector for the United States Department of Agriculture receiving a verbal threat on his cell phone. So why is this a big deal? Can't we just get avocados from California or something? Well, for those not aware, this is a kind of a big deal because about 80% of the U.S. supply in 2021 came from Mexico. Michoacán is the only state in Mexico that is authorized to export avocados to the U.S. As for what was said on the phone to the inspector, it's still unclear, but we do know it was a threat against him and his family likely from the drug cartels that run these avocado farms. This threat came about because the inspector had questioned the integrity of a certain shipment and therefore refused to certify it based on concrete issues. Michoacan is the only Mexican state certified as pest-free and able to export avocados to the United States market. However, there have been frequent reports that some packers in Mexico are buying avocados from other non-certified states and trying to pass them off as being from Michoacan. This brings us to one of the main reasons why some refer to the avocados as the blood diamonds of Mexico. Because of the rising demand of avocados, 
its production is increasingly seen as a lucrative and attractive industry in Michoacán and therefore has been brought increased wealth to the region, but also big concerns in funding Mexican drug cartels. More than 40,000 permanent jobs are associated with avocado production in Michoacán, with an additional 60,000 seasoned jobs. Wages in the avocado plantations of Michoacán are considerably higher than for other so-called low-skill jobs in the region. A plantation worker can earn $60 per day, which is significantly higher than the, I believe, $8 minimum wage in Mexico, making the work very attractive. That being said, Mexican avocado production is dominated by larger agribusinesses with 60% of Mexican avocado exporting farmers classified as medium and large producers and many of the smaller farms have been bought out by larger enterprises looking to expand. In 2018 to 2019, Mexican avocado exports totaled $2.8 billion. This potential profit did not go unnoticed by many regional drug cartels who have now moved into the avocado business. According to reports, the region has seen a marked surge in violence with gangs extorting farmers for protection and of course threatening USDA inspectors in the country. Two of the country's powerful narco gangs even got their start forcing avocado farms to pay up. They make the rules and they enforce them. The farmers and packers have to pay taxes to the gangs. Growers in Michoacan have reported that they have had their land seized by drug lords who are reported to be earning about $170 million a year by selling the so-called blood avocados to British traders. The farmers even tried to farm what they called Michoacan self-defense groups, but eventually withered away or had been co-opted by cartels or disbanded by the government. You're listening to The Leo Podcast. I'm Kevin Munoz. Support for today's episode comes from my Patreons. If you enjoy the show and are looking for bonus content and to further support the show, then head on over to patreon.com slash latinamericaneo or visit my website latinamericaneo.org to join the growing Leo podcast community because the learning doesn't stop with this episode. There's also some sick merch on my website, everything from shirts, coffee mugs, and tote bags. All info will be at the bottom in the show notes. Now let's get back to today's episode. Unfortunately, because of the avocado's popularity, it's almost guaranteed that it has become something of a monoculture in some places. Similar to sugar, coffee, palm oil, and corn, avocados are a commodity. What this means is that large swaths of agricultural land aren't being used to grow anything but avocados. Monoculture crops like avocados end up drawing all the nutrients from the soil, slowly degrading it year after year. This makes the soil less fertile over time until it has no longer viable for growing. This process can lead to crops being more susceptible to pests and disease, which in turn means that more pesticides and fertilizers will need to be used. Those chemicals can contaminate the soils and affect other forms of local plants and wildlife. 
It also encourages deforestation because local farmers slash and burn huge swaths of natural land to make room for new and larger plantations. According to a report from the School of Environment and Sustainability, about 20% of the total deforestation in Michoacan between 2001 and 2017 is associated with the expansion of avocado production. Deforestation leads to climate change, extinction, and increased amounts of carbon in the atmosphere. Removing forests also leads to soil erosion, which can cause flooding, mudslides, and other dangerous conditions. The avocado's biggest issue is the amount of water that it consumes. Avocado plantations put an incredible degree of pressure on a region's water supply. The World Economic Forum reports that around 9.5 billion liters of water are used every day to grow avocados. For scale, that's about 3,800 Olympic pools worth of water. When considering that avocados are often grown in areas that are prone to drought, simply growing avocados could wind up depriving entire communities of the life-giving water that they need to survive. Among the top producing countries, Mexico had the largest water footprint, a country where in just two decades, water consumption doubled and water stress conditions are associated with physical and economic stress. Not to mention the cost to transport avocados in terms of environmental impact. Truckloads carrying this superfruit pump huge amounts of carbon emissions into the atmosphere as they wend their way across the world. How avocados are grown is key to understanding the impact that they have on the environment. Every avocado's life begins with pollination. Mature avocado trees can produce a million flowers in each bloom, but only 150 to 500 of those pollinated blossoms will become fully grown avocados within the year. As a result, bees play a key role in the avocado growing process. Once the avocado has matured, they are picked carefully by hand to avoid any unnecessary bruising. From there, the shipping process is quick and cold. Avocados ripen in warmer temperatures, so they begin the packing process in pools of cold water. This ensures that the avocados are washed and that their temperature is low enough to travel. The avocados are packed in boxes and loaded into refrigerated trucks. Most avocados arrive at their final destination between two and four days later. So with all that being said, are avocados bad for the environment? Despite avocados' fairly high environmental footprint from its water use, growing process, and shipping process, the avocado and most plant-based foods will, in the majority of cases, be better for the environment than those from animals. Avocados, for example, tend to have a lower carbon footprint than eggs. It's also worth noting that almonds also have a huge effect on the water supply and green beans from Kenya have their own problems. But that's a story for other episodes. I think a solution for this problem would be to start growing fewer avocados. As consumers, we've gotten accustomed to having certain fruits year-round, not seasonally. I think we need to realize what's in season and when it's in season. We become completely divorced from that. If you think about it, it's kind of crazy to be able to buy fruits like strawberries all year round. And in my opinion, you would also look forward a bit more to things as well. Unfortunately, slowing production means slowing demand. 
and it doesn't seem as if the avocado demand is slowing down anytime soon. Instead, I believe the more realistic solution is a roadmap bringing together authorities and policymakers, large and small producers, as well as communities from areas with present and future water scarcity need to come together and develop a strategic action plan. However, the reality of creating such a roadmap to address water stress from agricultural production is challenging in countries with currently difficult political situations. Regardless, I do think the environmental and socioeconomic issues related to avocado production should be carefully monitored. This would include new areas of production such as in Africa where Kenya nearly reached the levels of Brazil in 2018 and in China, where production increased sevenfold between 1992 and 2018. Areas of avocado production with current and future severe water risk include Mexico, Chile, Peru, United States, Israel, and Spain. So there you have it. That's all I have for you today on the Leo Podcast. I'm Kevin Munoz. For those of you on Patreon, I'll see you in the bonus episodes. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. And as always, feel free to send me a message with your thoughts on today's episode or with any interesting topic that you would like to see covered in this podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a family or a friend and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps tremendously in order to bring more awareness and educational resources to our community. For more information and to stay up to date with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at Latinamericaneo. And if you need more information and resources, you can visit my website, latinamericaneo.org. I'm Kevin Munoz. This has been the Leo Podcast, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is not investment advice. I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. All information on here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied are for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. Conduct your own due diligence or consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this podcast, expressed or implied, are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise.